presenting the transcription feature, Superman! And now, Superman, strange visitor from the planet Krypton, who came to Earth with physical powers far beyond those of mortal men, and who fights a never-ending battle against crime and injustice, disguised as Clark Kent, mild-mannered reporter for a great metropolitan newspaper. Mystery and adventure fill the life of Superman these days, for he is now involved in one of the most baffling riddles of his career. In our last episode, we heard how he and Lois went to see Van Doren, president of the Metropolis National Bank and told him they believed his secretary, Mr. Fortune, was responsible for the vanishing of a special freight car carrying $5 million of the bank's money. Van Dorn went into Mr. Fortune's office and found that the secretary had disappeared also. Then, the oddest thing of all, Mr. Fortune's body was found outside the office of Miss Bailey, Van Dorn's receptionist. But the mystery had only begun. Inspector Neely was called, and as he was investigating the case, a very strange thing happened. Miss uh, this whole mystery, Mr. Van Doren, seems to hinge on whether or not we can be sure you did not see Mr. Fortune leave his office. I did not see him go out. I couldn't have missed seeing him if he had, Inspector Neely. Well, we can check your story, Van Doren, by talking to Miss Bailey. To get out, he'd have to come through her office here. If she didn't see him come out, uh, then we'll know for sure that he must have got out some other way. But there is no other way, Inspector. Well, we'll worry about that when we come to it. Uh, let's go back into your office, Van Doren, and check Miss Bailey's story. Very well. But I assure you, Inspector, I was in my office every minute of the time, and I'd have seen Mr. Fortune if he... Oh, uh, Miss Bailey, the inspector would let... Where are they? Uh, look in Fortune's office. Okay. No, they're not in here. Lord, Miss Bailey, where are you? Well, they couldn't have left here. The three of us were in the outer office all the time. There's no other way of getting out. How about the windows? It's a four-story drop, Kent, mm-hmm. and there's no fire escape. But do you mean to say Lois and Miss Bailey have disappeared, too? Right. Have to. Well, maybe it is. But the fact remains, they're not here. They vanished just the way Mr. Fortune did. Just the way that freight car did. Now, if you can figure this one out, Inspector, then I'll... Well, by jingle, I'll start believing in Superman. I'm beginning to think this may be a job for Superman. Oh, stop talking nonsense, Kent, and let's try to figure this thing out. I'm beginning to think I'm going crazy. What, with freight cars and people vanishing all over the place? Well, whoever's behind all this, we can be pretty sure he's a mastermind. Mm. Uh, let's have a look at those windows, Ben Doran. All right. Well, no fire escape, just as you say. They certainly couldn't have dropped four stories to the yard below. Kent, you suppose... Kent, now he's not here. Yet he was standing behind us only 30 seconds ago. I'm going crazy. There's no doubt of it. Now I'm going to start waving that. Now take it easy, Van Doren. Those three people must be around here somewhere. Lois Lane, Miss Bailey, and Kent. Kent, I imagine, just uh, stepped out for a minute. Uh, Let's go and see. Kent! What, Kent? Inspector Neely said Lois and Miss Bailey couldn't have fallen four stories to the street below. Now, then, if they're not in the office, there's only one place they could have gone. And that's up one story to the roof above. I'll just go up these steps leading to the roof and have a look around. No, it doesn't seem... Wait! Three men out there on the roof. And Miss Bailey. What? They're carrying Lois to the next roof. Lois is unconscious. This is a job for Superman. You! All of you. Stand where you are. Don't move. Who is this guy? It looks like he's going to a masquerade or something. Whoever he is, I'm getting out of here. Get out of that group, Billy. Get away. I said stand where you are and don't move. Yeah? Well, roll this one off your chin, big boy. Oh, no. Ow! Okay, okay. Oh, oh, oh. Let's put a hand on you so it's not your head together. Oh, 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 oh. 
how to catch the Bailey woman before she gets off that other roof. After her, quick. Up, up, and away. Stay away from me. I've got a gun. I'll shoot. Put down that gun. They don't hurt you. Why don't you fall down? You're not human. You're not... Paint it again. This time, I don't think she's faking it. Hello. There come Neely and Van Doren. Must have heard the commotion on the roof and the shots. I'd better get out of here. Up! Now, uh, Miss Bailey, here at police headquarters, we have ways of making people tell us what we want to know. So you'd better talk. Sorry, I don't know a thing. Not a thing. May I say something, Inspector? Oh, certainly, Kent. Listen, Miss Bailey. Lois Lane is now in a hospital suffering from shock and that crack you gave her over the head. But she's entirely conscious and knows what happened to her. She says you asked her to get you a glass of water. And when she turned her back, you came up behind her and hit her over the head. How can she prove I hit her if her back was seen? She heard you come up behind her and turned her head just as you struck. When she came to, she was on the roof. And those men were removing a rope that had been tied around her waist. Now, it's very obvious that after you knocked her out, those men lowered a rope from the roof to the window... And both you and Lois Lane were hoisted up that way. All right, so I did it. So what? May I say a word here, gentlemen? Well, if you can make Miss Bailey talk, Mr. Vendoran, I wish you would. I've said all I'm going to say. Miss Bailey, you worked for me for many years. So does Mr. Fortune. He's dead now, and somehow you seem to be implicated in his death. So you'd better clear this mystery up for him. Tell us how Fortune was murdered and how his body was taken out of that room without my seeing. Now, wait a minute. Let's get one thing straight. I don't know anything about what happened to Fortune. That's as much of a mystery to me as it is to the rest of you, even though I knew it was going to... I mean... Uh, uh, just a second, Miss Bailey. You were going to say you knew Fortune would be murdered. I wasn't going to say anything like that at all. Miss Bailey, who is the boss? Oh, you react to that, do you? What do you know about the boss? The three men you were with on that roof have done some talking, too. That's all, Inspector? Yes, Mr. Van Doren. Didn't take long to break them down. They told us that a certain unknown person called the boss is behind all this. A squad of my men are on their way to his hideout now. That's splendid. Now perhaps we'll find out what happened to that freight car, how it vanished, and where the five million went to. Yeah, uh, we'll know that when we get the boss. Now, these men didn't seem to know much about how that car was made to vanish. Also, they'd never seen the boss. Apparently, no one ever has. But you see, Miss Bailey, we're making progress. So I think you'd better tell us all you know. It'll make things much easier all around. Do I get a break when this thing comes to trial? Well, we'll see. Yeah. Now then. Uh, get all this in shorthand, Matthews. Uh, she'll sign it later. Yes, sir. Well, go ahead, Miss Bailey. Well, I was working for the boss. Yeah? So was Mr. Fortune. Neither of us had ever seen the boss. Well, go on. Well, we went to the hideout. He spoke to us over a loudspeaker. Oh. Sometimes he reached us by telephone at the office. That's the way it happened this morning. The boss telephoned me said Clark Kent and Lois Lane were coming to question Fortune. Oh. He said he'd have to put Fortune out of the way. I asked him how he was going to do it, but he said not to ask questions. And then he told me when a knock came at the door, I was to open it and I'd find Mr. Fortune lying out there dead. And then I was to go into Mr. Van Doren's office and faint. Well, go on. I was to arrange it so that Kent and Van Doren went into my office, leaving me alone with Miss Lane. What I was supposed to do after that, you already know. Uh, keep on taking this down, Matthews. Now, look. Why did the boss want you to spirit Miss Lane out of that room? I asked him that, but he wouldn't tell me. You can bet he had a reason, though. He always does. 
You still maintain you know nothing, absolutely nothing, about how Fortune met his death. Not the thing. You can't pin a murder rap on me. Inspector. Oh, Jones. What luck. Well, so we went to the address those men gave us. The place was empty. All we found was a room with a loudspeaker in it. Huh? Faith wired to another room where there was a microphone. Well, we'll watch the house. Well, there's no it. point in that, sir. The boss knew we were coming. Please. What? There was this note pinned to the front door. Let me see that. What does it say, Inspector? It says, better luck next time. And it's signed, the boss. All say, the boss sure does things right. Maybe it's a good thing the police raided the other dive, huh? Shut up. Horses get something to say. Good evening, gentlemen. Hello, boy. Hiya, boy. Uh, we seem to have had some excitement these past few days. Unfortunately, several of our number have been taken by the police. Fortunately, however, they know very little, so they won't be able to tell the police much. I was kind of worried about that, boys. I'm glad to hear it's okay. <laughs> gentlemen, I have called you here to discuss our next job. You may have heard the Metropolis National Bank is planning another shipment of gold. Two million dollars worth. Certain that we wouldn't dare attempt the same trick twice. The police have advised them to ship it exactly as they did the other, in a specially built freight car. Well, you mean you're going to make that freight car vanish just like the other one? No. This is what we will do. That train must pass over a deep ravine. There is a bridge. Yeah, a rainbow bridge. Sure, I know it. Boy, that's some drop. If you ever fell off that bridge, you wouldn't have a chance. That's exactly what's going to happen to that train. Hmm? We shall plant great charges of dynamite at the base of each column supporting that bridge. Holy smoke. The train will start to cross the bridge. When the locomotive reaches the other end, its wheels will trip a lever, which will set off the dynamite. The entire train will crash into the valley below. Good. You men will be waiting nearby with a fast truck. You will transfer the coal from the freight car to the truck and make your getaway. Yeah, sure. You had to get away with it, all right. Yeah. You know, boss, that's a pretty desolate mountain country there. But uh, what about the people on that train, the, the engineer and the brakeman? Two million dollars is worth a few lives. Plus that, I'm anxious to see the end of Clark Kent. Yeah, sure, but uh, what's all this going to do with Clark Kent? Ah, uh, gentlemen, you can't see beyond your noses. Kent has been working on this case ever since it started. As I figure it, he'll certainly be aboard that train. Need I say more, gentlemen? Need I say more? Well, it looks as if danger really is beginning to threaten. Have you solved the mystery surrounding the death of Mr. Fortune? How was he taken out of his office without Mr. Van Doren seeing him? And have you found the answer to the riddle of the vanished freight car? And then be sure to hear the next baffling and thrill-packed episode with Superman! And remember, tune in the next thrilling installment of the transcription feature, Superman! Up in the sky! Look! It's a bird! It's a plane! It's Superman! Superman is a copyrighted feature appearing in Action Comics magazine. <laughs>
Welcome to Superman Radio Revisited. I'm your host, Matt, and this is the podcast that talks about the Superman radio show. This one originally aired December 4th, 1940, and has been called The $5 Million Gold Heist Part 5. So my favorite line in this one was when Clark was on the roof and saw Lois being taken and was getting into it with the men that work for the boss. And one of those men said, roll this one off your chin, big boy. That's got to be the best line in this episode. And so we know now that Miss Bailey and Mr. Fortune were both in contact with the boss. So it shows you that the boss was pretty resourceful. And he used them to get information to get this $5 million gold shipment. And that's not enough for him. So we also know he's a greedy Gus because he also wants to get a $2 million shipment. And he knows that Clark's been on to him since the train terminal at the Metropolis train terminal in the very beginning of the storyline. And he wants to put an end to Clark Kent. And he believes Clark is going to be on the train that will be having the $2 million shipment. And so his plan is to have a couple guys blow up this bridge at two of these columns of the bridge and or maybe three spots and so the train will fall down this deep ravine and one of the men says well what about the engineer and what about the brakeman and he thinks two million dollars is enough money to justify their deaths and he also thinks clark will be on the train, just, he must just be in Clark's head, and he wants to kill him, just to get him out, and here is something I don't understand, how he can just kill a man, and that is where we're heading, and we'll just have to see how this all plays out. We know he won't, that fall will not kill Superman. And I'm not listening ahead, so I purposefully want to uh, record before I move on to the next episode. So I'm excited to get to the next one. Thanks for listening to Superman Radio Revisited. And Superman is copyright DC Comics and was created by Jerry Siegel and Joe Schuster. Theme song was Escape from Krypton by Mark Hackenmiller. And all music played is copyright their respective copyright holders. Thank you and goodbye. If you're interested, 
You can follow Superman Radio Revisited on Twitter, at Radio Superman. And we also have a page on Facebook. Shit! Say something! 